This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome back to the Danny Mac Podcast. Glad you're with me today. I was on assignment earlier in the week and did not report from Sloan Park where the Cubs and Reds finished in a 6-6 tie. Boy, do I feel cheated as a fan to pay 27 bucks for an outfield seat. And they, and no, I'm just kidding. I didn't watch hardly any of the game. It was uh, Kyle Hendricks' day to uh, pitch an inning or two. And I got a chance to see him for the last time in the Cubs uniform because I doubt I'll go to Wrigley anyway. That's not why you're here. It's Combine Week. And man, Bears fans, are are you ecstatic today about what you learned when Caleb Williams hit to Indianapolis and said, I will be excited if I get drafted by the Bears. If I don't get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. That's probably what so many needed to hear. And now they begin to allow themselves to fall in love with the bearded the Washington, D.C. area native, which everyone's speculating now on a, a perfect trade for the with the commanders who are right after the Bears in the upcoming NFL draft. It makes it exciting, and I think you can let your imagination wander. That's what's fun about being a fan. Go watch the Caleb Williams highlight reel a few times today. Let yourself dream. Let the maroon and gold of USC uh, suddenly morph into navy and white pants. I always liked the Bears in their navy pants. They wore those a lot in the Wolf Wolf years of 84, 85, 86, 87. Loved those with the white jerseys. They wore that look in Super Bowl Twenty. you may remember. And uh, Caleb Williams said everything he needed to say to remove all doubt that the guy's going to be a jag and bitch about where he goes. Uh, We'll see what contract demands are once they get to that. If he is, in fact, the first player chosen in the draft, which I expect him to be, it's an upset, isn't it? If he's not, uh, unless, see, I don't think there will be 32 NFL teams who hang on what he did against Notre Dame on a Saturday night when he threw three picks and only one touchdown. Irish uh, ranked 16th, if I remember right at the time, cruised to a 48-20 to victory. And the stupidity that comes with a bad game for a collegian. Uh, man, I didn't like his sideline demeanor. I didn't like the way he threw the football. He was confused. It's one date. And you look at those college rosters, unless you're Alabama or a few other college football factories, you don't have double-digit guys who are going to play on Sundays. I don't know how many guys on USC are going to wind up at the NFL four or five, uh, how many will have distinguished careers? Caleb Williams, you hope. Because he looks the part, doesn't he? Isn't he so suave, so debonair? Um, it's it's going to be fun. 
over the next few weeks because I don't expect Bears GM Ryan Poles to tip his hand at all. Uh, I, I expect him to learn from last year, not that he screwed the pooch by trading the one for the nine last year with Carolina in the DJ Moore deal. That was six weeks before the draft. Maybe somebody got in his ear and said, hey, maybe we would have gotten someone else to panic and give up more even than what, maybe we could have got them to give up more than what they gave up other than more who uh, had the fourth most productive year in bears history at the uh, receiving position with 1,364 yards. What will he do with Caleb Williams? I get a kick out of combine coverage uh, for a few things. They're talking about 40 yard dash times And it needs to be dispelled. And I don't suppose if I went on a crusade at this point uh, on the 16th tee box of my sports opinionist career to to just say, stop, stop. It's not going to happen. The 40-yard dash means very little. And good morning football today ran some of the worst times for some of the biggest names in the game in recent years in some chesty X high school varsity letterman might say, man, I, I, I could have beaten Josh Allen of the bills. I, I ran better than a 4.86 or whatever it was. Josh Allen spent very little time before he got to the combine and probably since learning how to explode out of a sprinter's stance. And because a lot of collegians, aren't trained to do that. NFL scouts have gotten smarter. Here's something a lot of people don't know about the combine. Well, there's, there's a lot of talk about the 40 time. That's all people talk about is NFL.com today. Who's going to run the fastest 40 time. Who's going to, who's going to flirt with John Ross or the Cincinnati Bengals a few years. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean Dick really, because 40 times are incredibly overrated. I'll give you some stats on Ross in a second that are jaw-dropping for Mr. 4-2-2 in his 40 time. What scouts have started to do is measure the time between 10 and 30 yards. They give everybody the benefit of the doubt and call the first 10 yards of the sprint a wash and then begin the time when players are at full speed at 10 yards or near it and to 30 yards, the big play break zone in the NFL. And then if a guy is playing a position like wide receiver, some teams are smart enough to hire speed coaches. I had a great talk with Scott Podsednik of the White Sox a few years ago about how few professional athletes really understand the art of explosion to be quicker, faster. And if you're playing wide receiver, you're playing running back, tight end. Are you kidding me? You should know these things. A lot of them don't. A lot of them dominate because they're playing college football. They're big enough. They're fast enough. And they understand the game enough, maybe in some cases, um, but the the 40 times are something that's just it's just silly. Baker Mayfield had a really shitty 40 time too in his combine workout. It was 4.93, which would not have had him in the top three 
<laughs> in the Highland Trojans backfield in the camp of 1978. Yeah, Mike Thone, Steve Kibler, and Frank Sartini all had him less than a 4.93. Here's what John Ross did in his Bengals career, which lasted, not Bengals, his NFL career went only five years. The first four of them were spent in Cincinnati. He was drafted at the age of 22 in 2017. He only started one game as a rookie, appeared in only three games with that blazing speed. And then in year number two, he actually earned 13 starts. He was targeted 58 times and caught 21 passes. Now, you give him the benefit of the doubt on some of those because you're going to throw the uh, the nine route, the streak, and you just want to stretch a defense, and if it's overthrown by 10 yards, you don't care. You're letting the defense know you're willing to go deep, so they have to respect that. So you'll have a lower percentage. But, man, that's that's radically lower because here's the problem. You can run as fast as you want. If you've got frying pans for hands, it doesn't mean anything. In his most productive year uh, from a yards standpoint, and a very impressive 18.1 yards per catch in 2019, his third NFL season, made eight starts that year, appeared in only 11 games, 28 catches, that's a career high, 56 targets. He caught half of the balls that were targeted in his direction, an average of 18 points. So my point is, 40 times don't mean shit. Ron Brown of the Rams years ago was an Olympic sprinter. He wasn't a very good football player. Henry Ellard of the Rams was, I mean, he didn't have that kind of speed. He didn't run the 400 meter relay or the 1600 meter relay, whatever Ron Brown ran. And I don't remember if that was um, 80 or 84, the LA Olympics. I think it was after that because I remember seeing him, seeing him play in a Rams uniform against the Bengals at the old Riverfront Stadium. There is discussion about whether Drake May should be higher rated than Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner from LSU. And Kyle Van Noy, sitting on the uh, panel today on Good Morning Football, thinks there should be more talk about the kid from LSU. He thinks it's been under-debated whether it's May or it's Daniels. He thinks it's Daniels. I I haven't seen enough of these guys. And even if I had, it's a goof's opinion from an armchair. Uh, And there will be a lot of misinformation out of Indianapolis this week. And people have strong opinions. Everybody is in a hot takes world. And none of it really matters. And it'll be two years before we know. Who's right? Now, maybe Caleb Williams does what C.J. Stroud did this year for the Texans. Will he do it in Chicago? That's the $64,000 question. Will the Bears trade down with the commanders so he can go home? And that's an overrated thing. By the- Ask Eddie Olchek, the, uh, the American Hockey Hall of Famer, Eveleth, Minnesota. Hello. Um, he'll tell you it's not everything you think it would be. You're a teenage kid and you're getting booed in your hometown. Not so fun. Dave Corzine of the 80s Bulls could tell you the same thing. Uh, But anyway, that would be, you could get a lot if they're in love with him. And why wouldn't you be? If he wants to play there, 
if they get good vibes in their meetings, talking about the commanders. Now, if the Bears keep it and draft Williams, I think that's what I, I would endorse it wholeheartedly. Yes, fix your goddamn leaky roof finally. If they were to trade down and draft either May or Daniels at two, given the flip with the commanders, what are they getting for it in addition to the down? Are you getting a number one next year? Are you getting Washington's first rounder next year if they if you just flip one slot with Yeah, probably. Probably because they'll fall in love. They'll want him. He's worth a first round pick, which will be a high one unless, you know, he has a Stroudian year and as a rookie takes a team to the playoffs. That doesn't happen very often. Rarely does that happen. And if you saw the commanders last year, the Bears put 40 on them, right? Wasn't that the uh, Justin Fields might be a decent NFL player game because he actually threw for TD passes instead of running for them? If you want to, if you're Ryan Poles, you slide from one to two with Washington. You fleece them to the best of your abilities. And if all things are equal between May and Daniels, slide down with New England. If it's a coin flip in your world, then you fleece the Patriots. How obvious is this move? And I'm saying if they have those two quarterbacks evenly ranked. If they feel, pull one out of a hat between the North Carolina kid or the LSU Heisman Trophy winner. If that's the case, man, you get Washington's pick next year. You then get New England's pick next year. And maybe even more mid-round picks this year from both of them. Ryan Poles could make this team one of the best rosters in the NFL in short order. In two years, the Bears could be that. If they draft Williams and he's everything he's supposed to be, if May and or Daniels is a very good NFL player and one of the three is going to suck, right? You can guarantee one of the three is going to be, ooh, Bryce Young will thank them uh, when they flop because one of them probably flops and maybe J.J. McCarthy is better than two of them and maybe he's the third QB or fourth QB chosen that's the way it's starting to sound I fell in love with a guy's highlight reel this morning enough about the quarterback position. We got a long, long time to debate it. And I want to talk about technique, things you watch when you watch offensive and defensive linemen. Uh, I'm going to South Bend for a conversation about the left tackle, Joe Alt, who some people think is among the top three NFL prospects in this draft. Not going to be drafted third, But if somebody did take him third, they might be getting the third. That's how people, uh, that's how much people respect this left tackle. Number 76 for the Fighting Irish last year allowed one sack. And I think 350 sack opportunities. He is a gigantic man. He's 6'8", and he he has very good technique with his feet. He opens up and sets up a base 
with his feet just a little bit more than shoulder width apart. He's got an excellent punch under the shoulder pads of the pass rusher and really strong and gets a stalemate. I've watched a lot of highlights of guys not able to get off Joe Alt because he engages and he's strong and he pushes upward with his lower body and he's got a very strong lower body. This guy looks like, man, that's going to... Now, do you want to tackle again in the first round, Bears fans? If you could get him at at eight, let's say you trade up with Atlanta. Atlanta gets stupid and thinks they have their guy. Desmond Ritter is their guy. Uh, or maybe Atlanta trades for another hometown boy. He's going to be so happy, Justin Fields, if he goes back to Atlanta. No, Fields already has talked about how it would suck to have to get tickets for 5,000 people every week. Because that's what people expect when you play for your hometown team. Oh, man, he's Justin Fields. Or he's he's Dan Plesak of the Cubs. He should get 100 Cubs tickets and treat the Notre Dame baseball team. It doesn't work that way, especially in the NFL when teams play nine home games or eight home games for some in a 17-game season. There are no blocks of free tickets, not even for the prima donnas. Now, if you're Russell Wilson, you demand a sky suite in Denver and underachieve the first year. And then Sean Payton comes and you get a little bit better and then you're not so much better again. But if the Bears were to draft Joe Alt, back to my point, I think it would be something to get excited about, even though it doesn't, it doesn't smack of, God, the offense just is going to sparkle now with playmakers. Don't give up on the idea of the Bears not finding another difference maker. And right now, the only two you feel good about are DJ Moore and Cole Komet. Let's be honest, Darnell Mooney, yesterday's news, and you're not sure what you have in Tyler Scott, did not have a great first season, last year's fourth rounder, I think, out of uh, Cincinnati. Is that right? Is he a Bearcat? It doesn't matter. He didn't make that big of a difference. Um, Maybe you find somebody in the second round, especially if you start accruing picks, if you can slide down. Again, if you've forgotten the order, it's Bears, Washington, New England. At number four, Arizona, not going to draft a quarterback likely. Kyler Murray entrenched there. He's got a long contract. It's not a great contract. The Chargers have the fifth pick, and Jim Harbaugh is going to find a playmaker. Austin Eckler could be somewhere else, and their receivers are always hurt. So if if you were in a position, if you're the Chargers, to jump up and take that number four from Arizona for futures to take Marvin Harrison Jr., that'd be very tempting for the Chargers, wouldn't it? Number six, the Giants. Very well looking for a quarterback. So you gotta you gotta keep that in mind. The Tet the Titans, sorry, at uh, number seven have Will Levis entrenched. They won't be taking a quarterback, and again, Atlanta is uh, is crapshoot. So you might be able to slide up again if if you love Joe Alt, or man, if it were to fall where upsets happen and Marvin Harrison is only two picks away. Ooh, wow, that would be exciting. It's going to be fun. I love the combine. I love watching guys play with technique or not play with technique. I think you have to watch way more than what you see on TV. You have to do a deep dive on YouTube and 
Watch highlights, watch lowlights, pick out a half of a game, isolate on that player you're wanting to fall in love with every snap. How does he get off the ball? Does he tip? Um, does he get his shoulders turned if you're a defensive lineman? Uh, or does he keep square? Does he get off of blocks? Does he have the fundamental strength of keeping his play side arm free? Playing with a good base, not getting knocked off your feet, not getting your feet crossed. Offensive and defensive line play. This is why I wanted the scouting combine to be televised a long time ago. I was on the ground floor uh, stomping uh, my feet and kicking, uh, demanding a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week football channel, long before NFL Network plugged in. I never got back. It's like my jump to conclusions, Matt. Never got a dollar for that either, and I never got a dollar for suggesting Terry Boris, my partner at the time, this is 96-ish, 97, says, what would you put on in the offseason? What are you talking I said, you put on a ton of things. You you put on the combine. You put on the senior bowl. You have tons of talk shows where people could give their opinions on the upcoming draft in April. And look at what has happened. The NFL is a year-round topic, and you can't, yes, you have opportunities for NFL Network to go to the highlight reel and give you the 10 best games of the year and a football life, and they take some breaks to give you some things nostalgic, but so much of it is live, and this week at the Combine, it's it's to me, and a lot of it's hand jobbery, I'm not going to say otherwise, a lot of hot air comes out of this thing, but uh, I find it to be fascinating, and I find this year's draft to be as delicious as any I can remember in uh, maybe ever because of how close the Bears maybe are, maybe. And who's going to rush the passer when Montez Sweat doesn't get pressure? Are they as good defensively as you thought they were last year because they were able to squelch the Raiders with Brian Hoyer at the wheel? Show me the money. Jalen Johnson, the Jalen Johnson game. Show me the money with career pick. I think number five at the time, or was it four? You came into the season with three. Hey, thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the bet rivers podcast network. I am produced by Sam. Michael Adam Delavitt is the guy who makes it happen. Baby Capone at bet rivers and thanking Alex pastor with social media, Troy mocker research and development and Randy Merkin Merck for getting all the guests, and he is hoping to have a huge name for you in in a week, maybe even two. Mm, that's a tease, because I know you love these guests. I see your page views. I see your clicks on YouTube. Enough of Macker looking like he's ready for a Crosby, Stills, Nash tribute band. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan McNeil. Enjoy more football. It's here year round. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.